Welcome to the Octane Athletics Fuel Your Fire podcast brought to you by Gatorade Endurance and the DFW Tri Club. Go to dfwtriclub.com and dfwtriclub.com slash calendar to check out one of 1,000 coached workouts we have every year. That's dfwtriclub.com. Hey everybody, it's Coach Dave here. I wanted to take a minute to thank the folks at Gatorade. Uh, as you guys know, they're a sponsor of ours. I'm also uh, lucky enough to be on the endurance team. And let's take a minute to understand a little bit more about what Gatorade Endurance Formula is because uh, it's not your typical gas station or grocery store Gatorade. Gatorade Endurance is specifically formulated for us, runners, triathletes, cyclists. It's a special blend that has increased levels of sodium, twice the sodium actually, and three times the potassium is the stuff that you'll find in the gas station. So it is special. It is made directly for us. Uh, it's also pretty important for you guys to try out in your training because it's also on course at about 400 of the most popular events out there for us racers. Uh, events like Boston Marathon, uh, the New York City Marathon, the Chicago Marathon, the Dallas Marathon, the Rock and Roll Series events, uh, as well as Ironman. So um, as of 2015, it'll be the, the hydration sponsor available on course at um, all of the United States uh, Ironman events, 70.3 and full distance Ironmans. So you definitely want to get your hands on the stuff. It's really, really good. I've got athletes that I work with that also use it, and, and most of them enjoy it very much. So go to the website, octane-athletics.com. There's an Amazon link in the upper right corner of the page. That'll take you to Amazon where you can get uh, your Gatorade Endurance Formula. It is Prime eligible, so if you are an Amazon Prime member, that shipping for you would be free. Uh, It's also available at some of your local uh, endurance running stores, triathlon stores, whatnot. So um, head on into those places and uh, see if they carry it. If they don't, um, see if they will carry it. And uh, give it a shot. I think it's great stuff. And again, it's on course at all those events. So it makes a lot of sense for you guys to be working with it in your training to make sure that it's something that will work with your system. So uh, go out and try Gator Endurance. The, the, war, the war on drugs is now officially over. You know, I'm not drug-free. You know why? Mission accomplished. I've had two large cups of coffee. Oh, I love coffee. Coffee has a, the most addictive drug in it. I, I can quit coffee anytime. You that someone hooked on heroin right now would disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> That's stealing yeah. from his grandmother. <laughs> yes, When's I, would the last never, time? I would never like give a hand job to a hobo for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you took grandma's flat screen to go get some Starbucks? <laughs> I... I uh, <laughs> God, I need that venti americano so bad. I can't even think, I can't even act like a normal human being. I'm sorry, Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. I stole your Social Security check because I'm going to go get a big croissant at Starbucks. They and got a new, and they a got a new Kenya blend. I have to have it. The Christmas blend's out. Oh, that was awesome. Okay. Pumpkin spice lots. <laughs> We are probably the only three of us to think that this is funny. Okay, I'll take it back. Caffeine, caffeine. (laughs) Randy, you put the picture in the frame when you said. (laughs) (laughs) You don't take grandma's flat screen off off the wall for coffee. I love coffee, man. Oh, man. You got me there. To bring in this full circle. Um, Last week, Randy failed miserably with. Gas guzzlers. Oh, that was this awful. week. He you know, redeems I, himself. I find <laughs> that's when I thought you couldn't get any dumber. No, no, you we, totally redeemed yourself. We got some. We got some positive feedback. From, Shut up. From Ian Michael and Lawrence Arnold about gas guzzlers. Those guys are just nice. Yeah, Lawrence drinks a lot. He has issues. <laughs> Although Catherine Walling from the great state of New York uh, was Johnny on the spot. <laughs> Facebook comment. C- Catherine did not appreciate about three gas and a half guzzlers. minutes after the after the show was uploaded. She uh, she went ahead and said, "So I think we're gonna put a pin in gas <laughs> Just put it there on the wall, and we might come back to it. We you know probably what? won't. Allie, Allie tells me this morning via Twitter to make sure that you know 
that we should never try gas guzzlers again. All right. Yeah. I, listen. Yeah, I wouldn't even put a pin in that. I would put it in a drawer. I'd okay. fold it in half, put it in the drawer towards the back. Oh, okay. man. I, you know Behind what? the Bible. I like the, I like the criticism. It's, it's, uh, it just makes you stronger. It does. Mm. It just makes me get, how I have to go I, back to the drawing board. Um, how is it that we're – how far are we into this? Three minutes, and I'm already thinking about how I'm going to edit it so that we can have that <laughs> coffee thing in there. That's yeah, the you're going to have to take the hobo hand job out, I'm afraid. <laughs> Just actually, keep saying it to make for Dave's job <laughs> Hey, Actually, yeah, leave it in I'm there because it's it going to be genius. I'm leaving it in, man. That was funny, too. Uh, All right. Um <laughs> I just need my Starbucks, man. Oh, oh my God. Just got to have my bucks. Episode 30. 3-0. Yeah, so it's good. I feel like I'm this part is, of the podcast now, like kind of officially. Well, you are officially part of it. I mean, if you saw the Facebook page, your business card was the mock-up that I I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Thanks for covering my vital information. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. It's got my yes, address. Social security number. <laughs> and blood and type. It's yeah, it's scratch and sniff so you can get his DNA. <laughs> Yikes. Don't he scratch is. it. Don't scratch, do not sniff. Now did, was it on there that your hepatitis C positive? No, I'm I'm I have actually shaken that. Oh you, <laughs> the, the, the the HIV virus actually killed the hepatitis okay. C. So you lost good. that diagnosis. Funny you mentioned that I watched uh, a documentary this past weekend about how they're actually doing that. You guys know vice.com, right? Yeah. Vice did a um the whole thing on how they're using viruses to kill off these bad viruses. Cancer is the big target. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. Wow. I'll have to put. I'll shoot you a link. And yeah. For those interested, I'll put it in the show notes. But yeah, it's about forty-five minutes long. It's pretty neat, man. Vice is really interesting. They do a lot of really. Vice is badass. They they do a lot of really cutting edge stuff, and they get yeah. into some weird positions. I mean, it's yeah. it's interesting. <clears throat> they uh. And they, you know, nothing's safe from them. They're like, mm. They'll go investigate, you know, folks coming, you know, taking this, taking the train up from South America to the U.S. to try to get in the, into the U.S. Yeah. And they'll have a guy actually on the train. Yeah. Experiencing. It's, it's, in, it's investigative reporting to the. To well, the, and they don't seem, power. they don't seem to have a, a political agenda either. No. They seem to be reporters, which is. Yeah. They see per- something and they just want to, they want to report yeah. about it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we do want to discuss a couple things today. Um, before we start, uh, we are starting to get our, our act together and become a little more organized, folks. So um, We have handouts in front of us right now yeah, as we're speaking. Yeah, those, these guys showed up today and actually had notes for them. And I took notes with a pencil. We all did. We all took notes. Gold star, Randy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a couple things. So upcoming events, <clears throat> upcoming guests for um, this fine show. Next Tuesday, we are doing our first live podcast. Boom. B-E-W-M. At, um, Tri Shop in Plano, Texas, in the performance studio, which is in the back of the store. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Trent's going to join us. We're going to have a couple extra mics set up so people can just come sit in. Um, I invite anyone who'd like to, uh, well, that sound a lot better now. I'm you sound like microphone. I invite all, any and all folks that are in our area or this area to, uh, to come by and visit. Hop on a flight Southwest. Come on down. Yeah. I can't promise you that, uh, I will not bring goodies. Things like maybe a couple six packs of IPA, maybe some Gatorade stuff. If you do come from out of town, Dave is putting people up in his house. No, personally, well, Randy lives in a mansion, so he'd be putting <laughs> you up before I will. But definitely next Tuesday, put it on your calendar. Try shop in Plano, Texas. We're going to be there live. Yeah, we're gonna start at. Uh, we're going to get there by six thirty or so. Uh, we're going to start the show at around seven. Um, the intent is to talk to Trent uh, mostly around bike fit. Trent's uh, one of the best in town, if not one of the best in the state uh, at bike fit. So we're going to talk about the, the importance of bike fit, what Trent looks for, some of the things he sees when he gets bikes in there that have been fitted by others and how he gets them fixed. And there's all kinds of things. And, and Trent is not shy. So no. he, will, he will definitely show. Speaking of bike fit, I'm just going to segue in here. Um, Dave, I understand that you may be having to get uh, another bike, bike fit. <laughs> A yeah. new bike Can fit. You, you wanna- let me let me finish announcing the rest of this, and then we'll talk about my um, my experience Saturday. Uh, 
August 4th, we're going to be recording. It won't be out on August 4th. It'll probably be out, it'll probably be out on you know a day or so later. But we have arranged an interview with uh, the CEO from Charity Miles. So if you don't know what Charity Miles is, go to charitymiles.org and uh, take a look. It is a pretty cool organization that basically you load an app on your iPhone or your Android device and it'll track how far you run. And based upon that, these guys have um, have negotiated uh, with corporate sponsors to donate for every mile that you put in. They'll donate a certain amount of money to toward a certain tra- charity. And so uh, Gene's going to join us from from Charity Miles when uh, I, I used to remember to put Charity Miles on like every single run and every single ride. I, I admittedly have not been as good about that lately, but I, I think that I think it's an awesome, awesome thing that these guys are doing. So we're going to talk to Gene for a little while. So <clears throat> check out uh, charitymiles.org. Uh, and if you have questions that you'd like me to ask Gene, um, shoot me a message or on the Facebook page. Or uh, I'll give you a couple of different other ways that you can get a hold of us, um, and you can do that. Same thing for Bike Fit with Trent. <clears throat> yeah, same thing with Bike Fit. You're always welcome to drop us uh, any any questions you have around these topics. And then probably the biggest announcement that I had um, to make here in, as for upcoming guests is, you know, we've had uh, pros on the, before, uh, Lauren Barnett, Lou's awesome, um, and we loved having her on. We're going to have one of her competitors on in the next few weeks, Meredith Kessler, um, who's won, I think, three Ironman races this, this year, Mike. I don't know. <clears throat> I think so, yeah. Yeah, so she uh, she's coming on with us in the next uh, few weeks. We're lining out times. We wouldn't be announcing it if we didn't know it was happening or else we'd look like idiots. So <laughs> it's definitely going to happen. It's going to happen. And she's a, and she's a contender for Kona. I mean, oh, she's yeah. Not, she's, this isn't... You know, this isn't one of the 1,200 pros out there that is, you know, just being a pro thing, get free stuff. She is a legit competitor. She's won Ironman distance races. She's the real deal. Yeah, she is the real deal. I'm a big fan of hers. Um, So I'm really looking forward to talking with Meredith. I actually got to meet Meredith at Oceanside a couple years ago um, through another friend of mine, Heather Scott. is a personal friend of hers in uh, Purple Patch. Mm -hmm. Matt Dixon's group was having kind of a, a race recon deal yeah. um, for Oceanside the day before the race, and Meredith was there, and um, really, really cool person. So. Her, her, her story <clears throat> of going from amateur to pro yeah, and what Matt was telling us about that at, at the Tri-Shop event not too long ago was, I think that's going to really reach and resonate with a lot of the just regular athletes that think more is better. She'll, she'll be able to put that down pretty quick. So Yeah, so <clears> – <throat> Around around these 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 guests, I want you I want to put a challenge out there to the listeners. If you guys have ideas for folks that you'd like us to get on the show, um, name them. Yeah, you know, put them on the Facebook page. Hit us up another way. Um, at the end of the show, I'm going to announce a bunch of different ways you guys can get a hold of us. Now I've opened up a couple different channels to communicate with us, and we really are after. Um, engaging you guys on a more level on, on a different level than just having you download the podcast and listen we definitely want you to do that but um you know we want to talk with you guys chat with you guys have you guys leave us voice messages and things like that so we've set up different channels to, for you to do to make it easy for you to do that and we'll talk about that towards the end of the show and, and if you do you may get some swag that's true it's possible yeah we also do have some slack some swag lined up so yeah again the challenge this week for you guys is who do you want to hear from um, your favorite authors of books that you've read around endurance sports and training. Stephen King. Um, yeah, it's a different kind of endurance when you're running from scary stuff. <laughs> um, if you want to hear from, from authors, if you want to hear from other podcasters, if you want to hear from pros, um, if you want to hear from you know famous people, you know, we'll try. I can't promise you we'll get them. If you know people, you yeah. know people that'd be good on the show. I mean, we got there's a lot of really interesting people out there that have done a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, you know, don't, don't be afraid to say, "Hey, I know," you know. That's a great anybody. Point. So, yeah. So um, anyway, that's enough on that. But definitely uh, keep your ears open and don't be shy about letting us know when you think um, when you think that you have an idea. Um, so let's move on. 
Randy brought something up. So Saturday morning, uh, I was driving to coach the uh, DFW Tri Club Open Water Swim, uh, which is always a, a really cool event, and I enjoy doing it. Um, this Saturday, I'm driving, and because of the rains here, our our home lake, I'd, I'd call it, is still closed um, with really no end in sight, Mike. Uh, I was out there actually a couple days ago. We can actually see part of the soccer fields now. Oh. And you can almost cross the road right there. <laughs> so it looks like there's – by the end of August, assuming we don't get another rain situation, we may actually be okay. Yeah, nice. well, I hope so because I miss, I miss the home lake. But anyway, um, we found a new home, and it's kind of across town. So uh, I was actually going to go ride with a couple of my athletes afterwards and do some loops around White Rock and, the, and so forth. And I'm on my way, and uh, I guess I didn't secure the rear tire on my uh, cuit rack very well uh, because my bike ended up flying off the uh, – or the back half of it ended up falling off the rack and wedging itself between my Jeep and the bike rack for probably a quarter mile. So um, on the rear derailleur side down, it's dragging across the interstate. Oh, Zippo 808 in the back carbon wheel is just getting shredded like I just put it through a cheese grater. So this is a this is actually we're talking about how bad zips are essentially. I mean, if you can't drag your Shut wheels up. down a highway, at, yeah, that's that's BS. That's you should. I'm <laughs> sorry, but ridiculous. Zip, we do not want you as a sponsor. You know, now um, uh, we don't want you to come on and talk about how awesome your wheels are because if you can't handle being dragged at 60 miles an hour. I was probably going 75. Yeah. Record. <laughs> uh, it was a bad morning. And by the way, Zip, just not, I don't know if you're listening, but we love you. I love you. Um, so uh, I will be, I will, I took it, I coached the swim and uh, left this, left there. Oddly enough, couldn't ride. <laughs> um, and so I left the swim and took it directly up to Tri Shop and, uh, let Trent take a look at it because that's where I bought it. And will you take this back? There's something wrong with my <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was like, hey, you Trent, did not connect this derailleur properly. Yeah, Trent, this I need a warranty on this bad boy. <laughs> so uh, he tra- he took a look at it, and uh, besides the rear wheel, rear wheel being you know just chewed up and spit out, the down tube was just down to the bare carbon, and he's like, you don't need to be on that bike, not Jeez. especially not at your size. It's just you, you, right in the middle of the down tube, guys, are like was what was holding the bike on the rack, and it was literally up against the rack, rattling for as long as I was dragging it. So, um, how'd you figure it out? How'd I figure out what? Well, late, oh, lady was bike. just railing on her horn at me, and just let me because if I had the windows down and the the Jeep top was off, so I couldn't really hear anything, and she was just on her horn. It's like six. It was six ten in the morning. Yeah, and um, not a lot of people on the road, and she's just hanging on the horn and i finally looked at her and she like points back and i'm like oh and i looked through my rearview mirror i couldn't see the seat i'm like church <laughs> i was surprised i didn't even know it was there i what? thought she was telling me that it had left the the rack which i think would have been better for yeah the that's yeah so tell me what you felt inside anybody that has an expensive <laughs> so bike. yeah it's interesting because i've been asked this question a lot i was mad like but and, and 10 or 15 years ago, I'd still be mad. I'd be like, you know, woe is me. Why does this always happen to me kind of shit? I just, unwi- I'm, first of all, I was trying to get my ass off the middle of I-35. Probably a good place to not be. To Yeah, I don't want to be there. So my initial thought is just get out of traffic. Um, deal with looking at the bike when I get to the lake. And so I just, you know, I was mad, obviously, but I was just trying to get the bike out. Then when I got to the lake, I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. I can't believe this happened. Stupid, you know. But then, you know, after after swim, I was like, what do I do? Like, I can't go back. Nobody, as far as I know, we don't have time machine. I can't go back in time and make sure that the the rear wheel is really tightened down, which is, it just came loose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you just deal with it. Yeah. And if I didn't have insurance on the bike... I would probably feel a lot differently than that because, mm-hmm. you know, this is probably a ten or $12,000 and, you know, replacement mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. Um, which the moral of the story, guys, is call your insurance company. If you have an expensive bike, especially, and add a rider to your homeowner's policy specific uh, you know, for think, your bike. I think there's actually companies out there that specialize I in. I looked that up. I actually looked that up. Because um, I, I saw a... Uh, Spoke is one of them. Um, 
I was in Colorado. I saw there's some uh, car that was all covered up, and it said something Velo Insurance or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. There's several that you can, you know, it's just like getting insurance for your car. Same. I mean, and really, your bike is almost as much as some cars. So. My yeah. bike is worth probably more than my motorcycle mm-hmm. at this point. I can't promise you. I can't tell you anything about those specialized cycling insurance services. What I can tell you is, my insurance is through Allstate. I think it cost me $10 a month for this rider and it covers the bike. I mean, it completely covers the value of the bike. Have you already talked to him? Talked to Allstate. Now, yeah, I mean, I'll update you guys as to whether Allstate start, tries to play games with me because they are an insurance company and in general, I think they're all pretty shady. But um, as of now, the claim is in. Uh, I told him where the bike was. I told him who to contact. I haven't asked Trent today if he got a call from them yet or not, but... Um, so far, I haven't heard any resistance from Allstate. Yeah. But again, give your insurance companies a call if you have one of these bikes, guys, because if you don't have it insured and it falls off the back of your car, good luck. Yeah. And, you know, I could be facing a replacement, which I couldn't honestly couldn't afford to do right now. We're moving and some other things. So anyway, it happened. I'm a bonehead. And, uh, but hopefully it'll all work out in the end and I'll keep you guys updated on that. So here's what you'll get a kick out of this. Um, I saw him driving down 26 <laughs> and he had his, uh, mountain bike on the rack behind him. So I called and said, Oh, you got that one secure. Ha ha ha. And I hadn't talked to him. I just saw on Facebook that he dropped his bike. I, I was, you know, ha ha ha. You know, I figured he, I figured he launched the bike, got scratched up, you know, bent a couple things and can be fixed. No big deal. <laughs> I was like, so what's wrong with your bike now? And he goes, oh, it's totaled. I'm like, oh. So I opened my my mouth and just put that foot right in there and <laughs> felt so good with the toes wiggling I, in the back. I was yeah. in Colorado at the time, and I'm so I like to shop for bikes just vicariously, and I was like, I was almost a little jealous Yeah, of he was sending me a bunch of texts. You're going to get this one? You get a new bike. Yeah, so, and what's, you know, I just got the bike in March, so yeah. it's not time for a new bike. But it's got a whole uh, bunch of miles on it too. It hey, is now. What's the uh, <laughs> what's your deductible on? Is it, is it a typical deductible? Like I think so. I want to say it's five hundred or something. Oh, that's not bad, man. I don't know though. It's, I'm I'm probably lying to you, but oh, we'll see. That's cool. Is any of the DI two stuff? You know what? You know what? It's not. It's not twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Trent's gonna take. He was taking a look at everything to see what's salvageable. I think there's. I mean, certainly the shifters are. Some bar tape. That's yeah, probably, the bar tape looks bar great. Bar tape looks yeah. great. <laughs> uh, the bars, the head, you know, the, the, the stem's probably fine. The, the new seat, you know, that all that's probably salvageable. But the for, the, the big ticket items, uh, frame, fork, and your and rear tire are all gone. Thousand dollar, thousands of dollars of wheels. So, mm. anyway, that's that. Um, I, we hope you guys... Really enjoyed the the recovery pump um, episode that we did last week with uh, Brian and Red from Recovery Pump and the associated videos. If you haven't checked that episode out, I think it's worth a shot um, to do that. I think uh, we want to follow up on that. We had a little bit of a of a situation come <laughs> up, um, but let me tee it up. So as you might recall um, from that episode, it hasn't been that long, so I hope you do. If you don't recall this from that episode see a doctor um, <laughs> or take some, some ginkgo. Um, ginkgo. Or so, just listen to it again. Kumbacha. Yeah, or listen. The better yet, Randy. That's, listen to it again. Listen to, listen it, to again. it again because it's going to give this episode some context. So yes. so I uh, I have used boots before many, many times. I had used Normatec boots in the past because that's what most of the recovery places around here have. Um, you'll find them at cryo places. You'll find them at uh, PT places you'll find them at um you know your chiropractor may have them um and normatech is was the name you know the big name and they were the first out kind of a, in marketing to endurance sports and stuff like that so those it's, are the ones you'll see, see. it's the only name i knew yeah i didn't know there was any other ones out there so. and and so randy had not ever been in them right uh, no before never, you before you tried the recovery pump never used any mike had never been in them um before he tried the recovery pump and but i had used the normatech pretty religiously for a while and I certainly loved them. They believed in them and I still like the product very much. Then I tried recovery pump and that's another level stuff. So there are big differences between the two that I kind of call out 
in the episode, just in terms of the way that they hold the air, the settings that you're available to do on the recovery pump that I've not seen in, in Ormatech. Ormatech is very easy to use, uh, but so is recovery pump. While it, yeah, they're both easy to use, but just in terms of the the Normatech, the Normatech just doesn't have the settings. So you just turn it on and go. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple settings, um, but you like you know that's it. Like you're looking turbo mode or something. Uh, what I like most about the recovery pump is that it fills up all four of the all four of the chambers and then releases it, which Normatech is much different. And that to me was why I went from liking Normatech to loving the recovery pump. And so tell me though, you've been using it for the last week. Yeah. I've used it almost every day I've trained, I've used it. So yeah. um Do you like it even more? Yeah, I like it a lot. Like I, I really do like the recovery pump and I'm going to buy a pair. Well, good, because I'm taking mine back today because <laughs> it was like night and day from using it every day to not using it and then going hiking and doing some other yeah. stuff. So Literally, we did a we did a pretty good – that's a pretty good job of telling you guys about Recovery Pump and telling you that we're pretty excited about the fact that um, we did that episode and learning about another solution in that area. And um, to the point now where, you know, we are um, – we are pursuing avenues with getting more involved in recovery pump because we believe in it so much. Well, not only that, but I, I texted Dave to the point that if I had, if I just had a road bike and I was going to do a 70.3 or, or a shorter distance triathlon and I was considering buying a tri bike and I could choose either buying a tri bike or buying an RP, I would literally buy an RP knowing now what I know. Right. If I knew then what I know now, now. I you would buy, buy the a recovery road. pump before I bought a tri bike, and I, I that is a true statement. Well, that's because you bought a Kuru, but that's not that's yeah. No. That's a, you get a real bike. And be, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. You guys I'm are kidding. jerks. I I'm love kidding. my QR. Um, okay, so but so we, we we launched we put the episode out there for you guys to to, to listen to, and and then we put the videos out for you guys to watch. And Randy had been reaching out to Normatech to give them the same audience me, that we gave to Recovery Pump. Yeah, Randy, you, Randy let Randy. Literally. So go ahead. I, I want to bring you guys value. Since you took the mic away from me, I'm leaving. I'm taking okay. my toys and going home. <laughs> See ya. So I, wanted, I want to bring value to the listeners, right? And so I wanted you guys to, to be able to find out about different products out there because these products are not cheap. Not to mention, I also wanted to try it myself, um, <laughs> selfishly speaking. So I literally reached out to four different companies, two of which were the, the top-tier companies, the two major players, and two players that really don't play. I said nearly exactly the same thing in both emails and nearly exactly the same thing in both letters, giving and I told them that I wanted to do a head-to-head comparison uh, so that we weren't going to be biased one way or the other, that we would choose the best thing in our opinions that we thought uh, from a functionality standpoint, cost standpoint, you know, just taking everything into consideration. Exact same thing, right? I got a response from Recovery Pump first. It happened that their GM lives in Fort Worth and one of their sales guys also lives uh, in the Dallas area. So that was easy. Uh, Normtech came back to me after a few days and uh, said, you know, we'd be interested in in, in uh, doing something. And I even talked to their VP um, and their marketing person about this. So great. So we'll just stop there. I told them we were doing an episode of the recovery pump. I told them, hey, you know what? Let's do another episode with you guys. Um, and then we'll let the listeners decide. We'll, we'll do a head-to-head. And they were all for that. And we released the recovery pump um, episode, and we got a little bit of blowback. Yeah, so um, Randy sends us a me- an email, forwarded an email to us from the VP at Normatech, who um, didn't like. Uh, <laughs> I can read it. I have it in front of me. Um, it was kind of a snarky email. Yeah, super snarky email. You know, basically, misinformation campaign that Recovery Pump did. First of all, um, I went back and listened to the episode again. I listened to the episode three times. Once when I edited it, the second time when it, we released it, because I always listen to it to make sure it actually sounds good. And then after we got this email, I went and listened again. Thanks for skewing our download numbers, too. Yeah. Well, I downloaded it once, so I didn't. 
All right, sorry. Um, I didn't. I went back and I listened to everything Brian and Red said. They didn't say anything about Norm Tech, not once. Not once in time. the episode, or in the video, or in the video. They talked about their product. So, uh, Mr. Christian Pearson from Normatech, and I will be sending you a link to this podcast, Mr. Pearson. Randy's invited you, and I'm re- inviting you right now. If you want to have the same audience with us that they had, the invitation was put to you. We're happy to have you on. We're happy to try your product. You can I refute. Said, you I can s- refute the information that you said is this campaign of you can, misinformation. You can specifically or cite what you heard in that podcast. I will even replay it, and you can give us your perspective. Well, I think we're totally open. Yeah. Hang on. Let me finish. Fingers up. So you've been invited. You're hereby invited again. We're not out here to push misinformation about any one product. And let me be super clear. I said on that episode that I like your product and that I've used your product for over two years. And I said on this episode just a little while ago that I like your product. There's nothing wrong with your product. I just happen to think theirs is better. And that's my, that, that's, you know, if, they, if it wasn't better, I'd say it. I feel it's better. It's my opinion. But again, you want to come on here, bring it. We have no problem. We'll give you the same audience. We'll be as excited to talk to you as you are, we are with them. We don't need to get snarky emails. No. You know, especially from, I'm in, I'm in the business world too, and I would never dream of writing an email like that to any potential customers or anybody that had any opportunity to be able to, to impact other people's opinions of my product. So, and I, I tried to keep it classy. I replied to him and, you no, know. No, your reply was better than mine would have been. Yeah, no, I, it, look, you kept it very professional. I don't, I honestly, I liked the recovery pump better. I'd never tried boots in my life. I had one on each leg. Right. I liked recovery pump better. It wasn't because of snarky emails. It wasn't because it was more comfortable. It felt better when it was done. I mean, it just... There were no snarky emails before then. We had no bias. And, 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 and I mean, I have bias now, but I'm even more biased because, look, we wanted to promote your stuff. We want to talk about your stuff. And then you come back with this... Act, it almost... I don't like when people talk down to me and act like I'm a moron because I tried something and I like something better. It's a Pepsi challenge. If you put a Pepsi and a Coke in front of me and I like Coke better, mm-hmm. I'm not a moron because I don't like your Pepsi. Yeah. And, and that's the way the, the tone and the, and the way it was coming back. This misinformation... You're more. If, if it was me, and I was gonna say, "Hey, look, I want to protect my product. I want to. I want to. I would have sent you a link saying, here's where we're different, and this is why. Right. This is the misinformation. Not yeah. or write it up and send that an email. Here's what you heard, and here's what I have to say to that. Yeah. And you know what I would have done? Published it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Protect protect your brand, but don't come back at us like we're idiots. I. Yeah. I, you know. So yes, you're putting this out to him. Hey, dude. I'm. I don't care if you come on my show at all. I mean, our show, I guess, but but I, I don't. I have nothing to say to this guy because this is not the way I want to be treated by anybody, let yeah. alone somebody who is butthurt about their product not being as <laughs> in, being as superior yeah. as the one we like. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, but you know, again, we're a man. We're a men of our word. We invited you to come on when you shot Randy the email. We he invited you again to come on, and I'm doing it one last time. You can do what you want, but that's where we're at on it, and. Um, you know, we felt it was worthy to, you know, at least bring it up on the, on the podcast, just to kind of circle back around as part of it. So, um, that's, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. What else we got today, boys? Do you know, I had a lot of questions, um, over the last, uh, week or so about power meters. Yeah, it's good. You know, and and maybe, (laughs) maybe that's, (laughs) Maybe, maybe that's something that we can actually get power meters head to head. I don't know how that works, but so I'm coming from a position. I've had a vector. I've had the vector S now, excuse me. I've got the vector. Oh, you had the vector? Uh, yeah. On I, your boardman? Yeah, I got the oh, vector okay. S on my boardman. So I only have the one pedal. I've, mm-hmm. got, the, I've got both. Um, I'm not as rich as you, Randy. <laughs> hey dude, they're um, running an awesome rebate, which I think they're still <laughs> running right now. So if you buy the original vectors, you can get like 300 off the full set. Or 150 off the Vector S originals. Okay. So that's oh. not a stick in the eye. So there you go. 
There you go, German. You got some free pub. Yeah. So, but I have the Vector S. Yeah. I have the uh, Quark. Uh-huh. I have the Power Tap A and T. Um, and and then I've used and I've used Strava because if, if you've if you've ever looked at Strava, yeah, they, they have they have a power like an algorithm. They have an algorithm, and I and actually have the algorithm. It's yeah. it's very Trainer Road has that too. It's it's pretty simple. I mean, but the difference is you can't account for wind and you can't account mm-hmm. for um, rolling resistance, but you can account for a couple other things. Anyways. It was what's interesting though, just not to not please remember where you're at. Yeah, um, Ben Bays was using Trainer Road pretty religiously on uh-huh. his indoor rides when we did his test. It, they're getting really good with the math, man, because his FTP, according to what it was estimating on on Trainer Road, was very close to yeah. what his FTP was when we did our, we did the blood blood take threshold test. Well, it's easier to do, I think, on a trainer situation like yeah. Trainer Road or T- oh, yeah, TSCX or all those guys because you're going to have a, a different set of, setup. But the thing that was important is, look, if you're out there and you want to get better, you're you're at a plateau. You need to train with power. There's no way around it. So here's how it works. Your power tap is in the wheel. If you're going to have race wheels, that may not be the best investment for you. Okay. The second thing is if you want to do a quark, which is my favorite, by the way. That's what I have. Um, goes goes into the crank arm, is, a, is our actual crank arms. And I really like the quark. I think it's the, the problem, though, is if you have multiple bikes, it's a fairly expensive investment to put on two different bikes, three different bikes, whatever. Then you have the pedals, which I think are the easiest to switch around, the easiest to use. However, there's been some inconsistency on my power, especially because I'm using just the one. And I went out for a ride last week or week before last, and the guy I was riding with, we are very similar in power numbers and size. And we're going up these hills, and I'm pushing 120 watts, which I don't even think is possible going up a hill for me. And he said he's at 300 to 400 watts. And so we started looking at it. So there's this like 40% lag mm-hmm. comparatively on each one. And it, you know, is it because there's one side? Well, so the biggest thing is I've had this problem happen with other clients that have had just the one side. So it seems like you shouldn't just sell the one side, get two. Yeah. I mean, that's well, that's the, the whole other reason thing. they did that is because stages came out with a single side. Yeah, it was a market. Thing. Yeah, yeah, but because but, they needed to drop the price, but they it's needed something in that price point. But it's a pain in the ass, is what it amounts to. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at the stages. Stages, I think, has gotten better. Yeah, I, I'm, for I'm, sure. I'm getting, I'm getting the, the information that you're getting better, but but part of it still breaks. I mean, there's a bit of it that will, can like fall off, and that's I think that's kind of a big deal, you know. But yeah, yeah. well, um, what is it for triple I? They're coming out with a They've come out with a new one. Uh, they're the ones that do, yeah, check it out. Flow? Yeah. Flow Cycling supposed to have one that is, goes into the uh, into the crank that's supposed to be a competitor with stages, you know, like that price range. Yeah. You know, with the price ranges the way they are, you know, I think you can give me 15 more products. But if they're all in the same price point, yeah. I'm, I'm, I personally, this is me, right? Everybody's going to be different. I'm going to buy the cork because, or, okay. If I had the money, I'm buying SRM. Right. I don't have that kind of money. They're the big dogs and crank based. But, but are they, but is, is are it, they is that it worth it? Better? Yeah. I don't think so. And no. I wouldn't know because I've never tried it. What I do know is love the cork. Um, have had few issues with it. Most of the time it's fixed with a swap of the battery, battery which yeah. is a twisting of a, of a, coin size deal and put a new watch battery in there and boom, I'm out to yeah. the races. Um, if I, you know, on the new bike, since hopefully I'm going to get enough to cover what it costs to replace the power meter too. Um, I had thought about going the Garmin. No power tab just came out with some pedal based. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I, I actually don't think yeah. I, I, again, I'm, I've got the Garmin on my road bike now. Yeah. And this is interesting to me to hear you say this. I, I haven't, I haven't been overly impressed just because there's, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Now, whereas the cork has been, dude, you plug it in, you turn it on, you calibrate on your, on your, uh, your Garmin watch and you're off. Yeah. But you can't take into consideration left, right and balance on the cork, right? Oh, so this is, mm-hmm. it's interesting. You point can. You well, no, it's an interesting point he brings up because that's one of the big selling points is you have the left, right imbalance. Well, everyone's going to have an imbalance no matter what. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got one. It, well, everybody does because you are going to be right side or left side dominant. The other what, thing is, what, what is your imbalance though? 
I think we're going to help like make a point here. 48-52 okay. or something. Or yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. very rarely is that imbalance off by like 5 maybe 10%. And, is, it, yeah. and you know what? You're going to make up for it anyways. You're not going to sit there and do one-legged pedaling on one side. unless it, Your typical triathlete, it's good data to have. Mm-hmm. It is data because we like data. We're data junkies. The data is useless to you unless you're going to start doing nothing but one-legged drills, going into the gym and specifically working on this muscle setup to, to balance that out. And what does that balance do? Does it change your overall power? Does it change your overall efficiency yeah. enough to make it worth that much of your time to adjust to that? I mean, it's you're going to be as fast as your the, the, the slowest part. I get that. But it's such a nominal. For the folks that have bought the single side options, the stages, yeah. the um, the Garmin Vector S with single side, it mentally makes them question their balance because they didn't buy something that measures it's ridiculous. both sides. It's ridiculous. I've had that come up in the last three weeks more than one time. I'm wondering if I have a pedal imbalance. Yes, you do. But here's the thing. Once you find out, like Randy found out, it's 48, it's 4852. Me as a coach, you know what I'm doing with that data? Absolutely nothing. Are you putting it right there next to gas guzzlers? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Because in the drawer. There's no there's no reason to. Now had we found out that that Randy was sixty forty, right. we got some work to do. Yeah. But I've never seen it. No. I've never seen it. And um so it's one of those things where once you find out that you either have an imbalance or you don't, and it's within the, a certain you know threshold that you can accept or acceptable range, then great, you do something about it or you don't. What's most important is that you've got power. Right. So I'm doing a hell of a lot more with that information than I am with whether or not you're balanced. Right. The other argument I would have, Mike, to counter yours, except I'm not really countering because – 125 up a hill, something's wrong with your power meter. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you calibrate it? Yeah. I as I would rather have an athlete have power of some kind yeah. than not. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I've had, you know, Trent. Trent was very nice and got a run on a great deal on some stages. We had a bunch of athletes right. take advantage of those. And a couple of those were, were my athletes, and I'm really happy about it because now I have athletes that I'm training and they have power, and right. we're not just going by heart rate on the bike. Which, when it's 108 degrees on a ride, yeah, it, it's gonna it's not gonna give us what we need right. from the training day. It, it, to me, power is a binary thing. You either have it or you don't. If you have it, I'm really happy as a coach because we can do some really really great things with that. Well, this was my point with another guy that had that was using Strava. Yeah, I said you have a number. And you have a number we can work with a number. I mean, there's it maybe if it's 10% less than what your actual power is. Still your number. It's still the same number. If yeah. you use the same measuring tool in the same situations over and over, it gives us at least gives us some clarity on that. I mean, your, your zones are always moving, but uh-huh. we want to have a, we have one have a range to work with. And that's why I think, I mean, all my athletes, I, 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 I beg them to get power. If you want to get better, because every one of them goes, how do I get faster? How do I get faster? Well, we can do a lot of hill repeats or you can get power. You get power. We do hill repeats, we do weights, we do certain rides and certain thresholds. We can work that power. But if, but I, and I think power is such an important part of training now for these athletes, especially these time crunched athletes. Don't yeah. have time for five hour bike rides every day. Yeah, you know, 100%. you'll you'll gain power and fitness over these long periods of time. But man, if we can really just delve delve down into what you need exactly where you need it makes your job so much easier. Yeah. So the, the cap, the thing, the fact to capture guys right out of this is if you're using power, a power number you're getting from whatever that source, right? That is your power number. And as long as we have that, we can work with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We don't care. Like until race day, I don't care how my power number compares to Mike's power number. Right. Or how, Randy's compares to mine. Mine sucks. Or Brian <laughs> Evans compares to mine. I don't care. Right. During training, we're just trying to work with your power number and get your FTP to go up. Right. Or get you faster in zone two and zone three. Or get your heart rate to go down while you're still in that same power. Exactly. Yeah. And I can get that from any power, any source of, of FTP readout right. that you give me. Right. So if you don't have a power meter... We can use these technologies now that are getting better and better every day, like Strava and, and Trainer Road, to estimate what it looks like yeah. just based on the efforts you're putting in. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, along these lines, I had a question from Brian Evans, and that's why I used him his name and his example a second ago. Mike, um, Brian is uh, his first year in the sport, and he um, has a question about uh, the measurements and what's valuable to track. Um, he wants to understand um, should he be looking at his cadence? Should he be looking at his heart rate? Should he be looking at his power numbers on the run? Should he be looking at pace? Should he be looking at, you know, again, this is somebody who's, you know, year, he's done running, mm-hmm. but year one in triathlon, so he's trying to understand, you know, there's all these things flashing in front of me when I'm right. on the bike trainer. And I've right. got my cadence doing this, and my heart rate doing that, and my speed doing this. And the, he wants us to talk for a second about um, what does each one of those things do for you? do for him and what do we look at as coaches when we start to look at those metrics well i think if if you let, let's start with heart rate because yeah. to me that's, holy grail that's gonna be the well that's gonna be the most important yeah. right especially if you're in a trainer situation where you're getting constant feedback so if we're talking about heart rate heart rate gives us at least some way to uh regulate the workout yeah. right yeah I think, I think that's that gives us that gives us a stop point to keep you from doing too much of an effort Right. When you work in heart rate zones below your lactate threshold, you're changing your body physiologically to be more efficient. Okay. You're going to increase your strength. You're going to increase your metabolic efficiency. All that happens below lactate threshold. Mitochondria. Mitochondrial proliferation, sir. And as a plug, if you don't know what your lactate threshold is and you live locally, call me. Yeah. Because I will test you and I will have you figured. I will get you figured out. For a nominal fee. For a nominal fee. Yeah, it's worth it though. But the other side of that is that's so that's what you're working on. So if you are trying to build up your endurance, you want to be there. That's so for Chris, Chris, Brian, Brian Evans asked. Yeah. Chris Evans is a friend of mine from high school. Anyways, Brian, you want to work. If you're working on your endurance, if you're doing a long event specifically, you want to work most of your time below your lactate threshold. Okay. Okay. Above that, you're going to work on your speed. You're going to work on your ability to handle lactate buildup or that lactate uh, pace. You're going to uh, learn to deal with pain. Deal with pain. Yeah, that's what that does. But those need to be shorter intervals. Yes. With longer rest in between, and you don't want to compound a heavy interval set and in the next day or the next morning or that that evening do a heavy sprint run set or a heavy swim sprint set or heavy weights or anything. You want to you got to recover from those workouts. They're harder on the body, so they take longer time to recover. Okay. Yeah. So that's what the, that's the first thing. So heart rate is where I would start. Next is cadence. It, this is bike specific yeah. mostly, although it's well even been ported over to running. Yeah. So the and, and the same works for running and biking on the heart rate part. Yes. Cadence. Ideally, you want your cadence in that eighty-five to ninety-five range. Mm-hmm. Per all the people that are smarter than us that do all these studies, that is our most efficient range. Okay. When you're below those ranges, you'll burn more fat or burn, or when you change those ranges, you burn more fat or you burn more carbohydrate. For triathletes, you want to burn more fat. Mm-hmm. So ideally, the higher that range, you supposedly, per research, burn more fat. Below that, you burn more carbohydrate. When you burn carbohydrate, you're burning your fuel source. So which is limit, very limited. Which is very limited. 200, or 2,000. To three thousand calories. To three thousand calories of of carbohydrate can be stored in your muscle and liver any given time, and you're going to tap that very quickly. Well, you're that's f- that's when you're tapered. True. Sorry. No. Right. So if you're consistently training, you have less. You're carrying yeah. less because you're using more and more often. Yeah. I've heard when 16, you're using sixteen hundred is the is the one I've heard. Yeah. yeah. When you're using, when you're staying, you know, low. When you're giving out lower efforts, Mike, you're burning fat. I'm just trying to cover it because Brian yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Again, yeah. it's pretty new. Your body has an infinite, literally an infinite supply of fat as a fuel source. Even if you're a 4% body fat athlete, you still have an infinite supply of energy that comes from fat. But so you have to, to use that, you have to stay in sort of a lower effort or you have to train your body to become more fat adapted and you're faster at a lower effort. And that's, and that takes time. Yes. Lots of it. Well, and for, and, and again, for the new guys like Brian, who you know, they're going to go out for a bike ride or they're going out for a run and they're going to look at their pace. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Uh-huh. What exactly. are you working on? Are you working on speed? Look at your pace. Are you working on endurance? Then work on being in a certain heart rate zone or a certain effort. 
or a certain power zone. I mean, you, again, FTP, that's another animal functional threshold. The percentage of functional threshold is the more efficient you're going to be in the, in the, you know, maybe going slower, but you're working on your metabolic efficiency. Yeah. And it's a reason why when we as coaches give, give athletes workouts, we very rarely tell them a distance to run, for example, yeah. or even ride. We give them a time and a zone target. Yep. So Randy, I want you to ride, I want you to ride two hours in zone two, right? Randy's job is not to go out there and push 20 miles an hour and get me 40 miles in two hours. Randy's job is to ride two hours in zone two. And if Randy doesn't ride, if Randy rides two hours in zone three and four, we didn't get what we were after in that workout. So that's why this all, that's why heart rate is sort of the holy grail because on run and bike, it's something that most athletes have. I mean, it's a chest strap and a watch, right? Right. There's doesn't take much more than that to get to that number. And you can do field testing. You don't have to have special equipment. You True. can do a field test to find out what those zones are. If, if you don't want to spend the money or you, you don't, not, maybe not as accurate when you're, especially when you're brand new, but yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's another option. There are other things. Um, Brian, for your question, there's one thing that I like to look at when I'm racing, especially, um, I use heart rate for, uh, I use heart rate and rate of perceived exertion. So how I feel it's generally measured in a scale of one to 10. It's very subjective, but it's, how do I feel if, for example, you're racing and your heart rate is going up, 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 but your rate of perceived exertion feels to be the same. Like you're riding along at a six or a seven, but your heart rate's at 170, which is diff- it's not right for me. Um, you sh- that's a signal your body is telling you that you're starting to, to dehydrate. So there's there's some advanced metrics, there are advanced things you can look at some of these metrics and tell based on your body to give you kind of a heads up that something's going on. So um, and those things can be you can you can look them some of those up and there's some on the web that I'll look up and, and, um, I got that one from, from Dr. Tribendus, but, um, there, there's also, I have a website bookmark that I'll share in the show notes that you can start to use some of those things. But to Mike's point, heart rate first over everything, because, because, you know, we can, we can get you very, very race ready just using heart rate. Mm -hmm. Um, then there are more advanced things like speed and cadence sensors for bikes and, uh, power meters for bikes and now power meters for running is coming. Should get that um, pretty soon, yeah. Yeah, we should get that in the next month or so. So, a uh, good question on that part, and it dovetailed pretty well into what you brought up on the power yeah. piece. I had another question about um, training with uh, gender. You know, I don't get it. It, it basically so, when you have a, a female versus a male, do we do we adjust the way we train them? Hmm. And I found that interesting. And, you know, I'm going to tell you from my perspective, there's a yes and a no to that. Um, so my, my clients and I have female clients and male clients, my, my clients, um, I know a lot about my clients. I know a lot about my clients, but that's part of what I do as a coach. I want to know those things. And, um, when it comes to training men versus women, there's not very much difference it's based on the athlete. I've got women that train harder than some of the men that I have. And, you know, it has nothing to do with gender. It has to do with, are they an athlete and what is their goal? So if you're trying to qualify for Kona, you have to beat the people in your age group. It doesn't matter whether you're a male or a female, the rules are still the same. So I don't, I don't change much there, but one of the things that I'll look at, um, and this is more for coaches, I think, than it is for the athletes. But one of the things I'll look at is what kind of athlete do you have? Do you have a, a woman that's going to go swimming in the morning has long hair and she's going to do her makeup and her hair and she needs more time. So she's going to miss out on rest. She's going to give it four in the morning to do her stuff and she's not going to get the sleep. I mean, I actually put that kind of stuff in context or, you know, I have one that has a kid. So most of her rides are going to be on a trainer ride. She's got two young children, so they're going to be trainer rides most of the time. So I know how long she can be on a trainer without actually wanting to hurt somebody or, how to adjust for, Hey, you know, she's only going to have about this much time and hoping that one of the baby's asleep during that period of time. So really it, it doesn't change whether you're male or female. It doesn't really mean much other than if you, you know, really it's like your hair and your obligations at, at home. If you're not, if you're not a person that does, you know, has a career, you're a stay at home mom. I look at that a little differently because your responsibilities are different. 
But I would do that for a male, just like it was. But I would, yeah, male. absolutely. And so, and to Randy's a good point of this. I mean, Randy does his long work on Mondays. Yeah. Because he has family obligations on the weekends. Yeah. And so, you know, but that would be true yeah. of, you know, Tabitha. Same thing, right? I mean, male, female, doesn't matter. I'm always looking to find out what specific things they need so that we can tailor the work to them. The only difference, and it has to do with women's uh, yeah. physiology, but you have to be aware of iron. Mm-hmm. Iron's a big player, um, that especially certain times of the, the year. <laughs> um, but that's honestly, that's those are the two biggest things that we deal with is just what are their obligations and how long does it take them to get ready yet before, after a swim? Yeah. I mean, some, I mean, I, I don't have any of those, but I've had them in the past where, you know, they would get up at four in the morning and go to bed at midnight the night before after a long day. And you, you, we couldn't keep that going. We had to adjust the workouts to where it would make sense to them. But again, it's the same I would do for anybody. So yeah. male, female doesn't make a difference on, on I, I got that question a couple of weeks ago and, there's no difference in, in as far as physiology, as far as there's a couple, there's a couple of maybe nutritional differences, but that's pretty few and far between. You know, an athlete that is going to bed at midnight and waking up at four in the morning to do a workout probably should invest in a recovery product pump. like the recovery pump <laughs> <laughs> to speed that time. Oh my goodness. That person should, re- should spend some more time sleeping. Yeah. Let's just go to bed at 10. If that's you, then you need more sleep. That ain't me, bro. I get like nine hours a night. That's beautiful. Oh. Right. Jealous. No, I, I need my sleep. Yeah, I love my dog. It's not that did mention it's not continuous though, because I've got the baby. Dude, I had the worst sleep ever on this on this trip to Colorado. But I did eat a very large pancake and if you you'd like did. to if you'd like to see the pancake. Um Randy's gonna send me the picture and I'm gonna put it I'm gonna, it's gonna be our uh, our episode picture, this this picture. This well episode. you didn't eat the whole pancake, no, so I don't know. No, don't go no. don't too much braggadocio, as you know. No. Pancakes making me apparently hungry. only six people in the last six years have finished this pancake. You you were four forksfuls based on what I saw I that was picture. Close, but the break, couldn't do it. Huh? The brakes were on. Dude. I mean, it was literally to the point where I was having nutritional issues. When you guys see this picture, you're gonna be like, "What? It's is not. That? It's not right. It's that those pancakes don't happen in nature." No, that's a I GMO. Wanna, that's a GMO pancake. What I want to see is I want to see the surface they cooked that son of a bitch on <laughs> and the spatula they used the to spatula. flip it. Yeah. The Monsanto pancake. It, I think it's filled with was GMOs. It, was it was it gluten free though? No, it was gluten and sugar free, <laughs> and it's sugar free syrup. And no, I don't believe it was. Um, I don't think there's anything free about that pancake. No, it was an eight dollar pancake. Yeah, that's the ridiculous $8, thing. $8. It's like. I would have I would have saved an entire eight dollars if I would have, and I might as well. Totally worth it for a ruptured colon. <laughs> it was bad. I was laid down on the bed for hours afterwards. All right, um, we're gonna wrap here, guys. But before we do, a couple of announcements. So one, on the Octane-Athletics.com page, in the top right corner, you're gonna see a link that base. It starts out saying, "Buy us a." bottle of water, a cup of coffee, or a sandwich. Um, so we don't have to steal grandmother's flat, flat screen. screen TV. Yeah. <laughs> Which, just saying that implies that we have a heroin problem. <laughs> I'm expanding on this. <laughs> Let's go back. All right, so on the top right corner of the website is, um, we put a link on there. If you guys want to support the podcast, um, we've given you a way to do it. You can do a dollar, you can do five dollars, you can do ten dollars. Um, you know, push something our way just helps keep the lights on, pay for bandwidth, hosting sites, yeah, just microphones. Spend about a jillion dollars on um, yeah, stuff. we love this stuff, and but it, it does cost. So if you'll uh, click that link, it'd be really, really helpful. The second thing that we've done um, is we, like I said to you a second ago, we really want to give you guys, um, our listeners, the ability to interact with us and in lots of different ways. So um, we've got a Google voice number set up. 35, had to get the fuel or something in there and Octane wasn't available on Google voice, but 740-4-FUEL-35 is the number. You call that number, it takes you to a voicemail box where you can leave things like uh, comments on the show, feedback, questions you have, topic suggestions, you can call and curse me out for something. Um, you give can, us a rant. Give you, us a good rant. Yeah, to go on. solid rants will do. Um, 
let us know if you're cool with us playing it on the on the show because this Google Voice um, thing allows us to pull the audio and and play that. So from time to time, if you guys have a question, I, I, I don't have to just reread it. I can actually play you asking it, and then we can follow up and have a discussion, which kind of ups the production value of the show, which is awesome. So 7404-FUEL35 is the number. Use it. Put it in your speed dial on your phone. Put it in as a VIP on your iPhone so um, you can quickly call us up when something you think about something in the car or on the drive home, listen to the podcast, hit pause, give us a call. What's that number again? 740-4-FUEL-35. Yeah, if you misdial it, you get some poor guy in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't call the dude in Ohio. Yeah, which is not my problem. That was my issue with um, reading. Second thing we're doing is, uh, and this is going to come in super handy for next Tuesday's live podcast at TriShop. We have set up a Slack channel. Slack is a uh, an online chat tool, absolutely free, octaneathletics.slack.com. Set up an account, come in, uh, join the channel. You can chat, a, you can chat us up anytime. Um, when we're on, you'll see it. And you can ask us questions there. Again, just another way for you guys to interact with us. So starting next Tuesday. Yep. Starting next 7 Tuesday. 7 p.m. Central. 7 p.m. Central. We'll be on Slack. We will be online. You guys will be able to hear us because um, we're going to live stream the podcast, which is going to be interesting. And then the, you guys, There's no edits. There's yeah, no, no ed- edits. You get to, ooh, uncensored. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting for me. There'll be some F-bombs. <laughs> eh, we're a trans place. I got to tap the brakes. So before, between now and Tuesday, your your uh, call to action on this is octaneathletics.slack.com. Join the Slack channel. Get yourself a little account there, and that way, if you can't be there in person, you can join us um, on the live podcast, and you can interact with us in real time via Slack. Um, the last thing I'll, I'll mention is I am presenting Saturday at the uh, – uh, two times, actually, on Saturday at uh, Luke's Locker – at 5.30 a.m. Saturday morning, I'll be there representing the Gatorade Endurance team. Um, Luke's has a training program there that they're doing, and I'm going out, and I'm going to um, give out some Gatorade and and uh, talk to people about Gatorade Endurance in that line. So if you're in the area, South Lake, uh, Texas, Luke's Locker, 5.30 a.m., I will be there at 5. Come join me, and uh, we can chit-chat then. And then later that afternoon at two o'clock, I'll be doing a race recon. Reese, I can't talk, Michael. What is my problem? Words are hard. I had two cups of coffee. You should have had third. It's a true story. You know what I need? Alpha Brain. You ever tried that? No. On it.com, Alpha Brain. Never Eutropic. even heard of it. Oh, stuff's like. It really works, huh? Brain fuel, dude. Yeah, I'm going to give you like 10 of them and you can take them for a few days and you'll see the difference. Anyway, we're not that. That's a freebie for on it and Joe Rogan and Aubrey Mar- Marcus, who I want them to come on the podcast with us. Please. That's me putting it out to the universe. Um, anyway, two o'clock try shop, two p.m. Pioneer Sprint Triathlon is going on at Texas Women's University on Sunday. I'm doing transition clinic race recon for that race. Uh, come up, a little free coaching, some free Q and A with me, uh, live and in person. Um, so please come up to that. What do you guys got going on? Anything you got to announce? I've got uh, Saturday morning swim at uh, Lake Ray Hubbard. Yes. 7 a.m. Um, you can drop in for 25 bucks if you're not a member of the DFW Tribe Club. Or and, you can join for 25 bucks. Or you can join for 25 bucks a month for a six-month minimum. That's all I got. It's worth it. Getting uh, getting my train on for the uh, boobs versus junk. Yeah. I got that. I got some long rides planned for the weekend. Such a sandbagger, too. We'll not talk about his training. We'll not talk about How's it. How's your training going? Fine. How's your knee? It's, I don't know. It's fine. I'm going to totally just like. I'm going to the doctor. To answer the question, I'm going to the doctor Wednesday. And uh, good Nancy Kerrigan. I'm Jeff Galilean. You, you don't even, the, here's the beautiful thing. You don't even have to. <laughs> He's already injured. It's, it's already there. You don't have to lift a finger. It's been done. I did it to myself. God, Nancy Kerrigan. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get an MRI on it, yeah. but. It uh, doesn't hurt when I run. hurts when I push on the bike. It only mount- hurts me when I smile. The mountain bike is another level. It's weird. I don't know what it is about the mountain bike, but it hurts. Worse? Yeah, for some reason. But maybe it's the, you know, 
spurts of heavy effort mm-hmm. and then, you know kind of it's just a different you, it's consistent cadence on the yeah. road it's not like that on the mountain bike i've had some breakthrough workouts man yeah you've done good some bricks yeah you've done good i've been looking at the numbers it's good we got to retest you soon yeah i'm yeah. a little disappointed in my ftp though my bike numbers are not as good as i want them to be well we'll have to test that all right anyway could be your bike <laughs> all right guys uh we really appreciate Everybody listening to us, letting us go off on some rants, Listen, um, supporting guys, the podcast. 75,000 downloads. I could not have ever dreamed or imagined it the day that uh, Randy asked me if I wanted to do this. And it's very real. Um, I've been very critical of it and looked in 15 different places, and it's not lying to me. That's the real number, and it's it's crazy. So uh, we really, really appreciate it. We spent an hour before this podcast just talking about how to make it better, how to make it even better for you guys, since there we know there are a lot of people out there kind of counting on us. So um, keep up to listening. Please provide feedback. If you happen to click on the show notes and your iTunes podcast player, and there's a link in there to rate the podcast on iTunes, um, that helps us. Um, how would you like to see your friendly neighborhood Octane Athletics on the uh, the iTunes uh, store as uh, you know new and noteworthy? Well, that's how it happens. You leave a leave a, leave us a review out there, and that's, that's how, how they, it happens. That's how they make it happen. So, all right. Well, until next week's live podcast from Tri Shop, seven p.m. on Tuesday, we There'll be will be beer. Uh, there will be beer. Hey, go uh, to recoverypump.com, type in Octane, get ten percent off oh, for sure. I forgot about that. Octane. Invest in yourself. Octane's the uh, is the the code word there. So recoverypump.com, Octane gets ten percent off. All right, guys, we will holler at you very soon. As I said, uh, enjoy the dusty dulcet tones of Mike Sexton taking us out. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>